Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me again this week on the SOS Podcast. I'm your host, Carl. I hope you're doing well. I attended a dinner and game night that friends invited me to, and they had invited other friends of theirs as well for me to meet. So uh, I'm pretty sure I was the only Christian in the room, um, but that's all right. You got to be the light wherever you go. And I looked at it as a you know an opportunity to try to evangelize in some way, or at least just be Jesus there in a dark place. So we're at this dinner, and we started this conversation about connoisseurs, specifically wine connoisseurs. These people who, you know, they know everything there is to know about wine. They can tell you what makes a good vintage, what makes a bad vintage. They can taste a wine they never tasted before and tell you what's in it, maybe what kind of grape or other things that are, you know, in in the wine. They can tell you why a two hundred or two thousand dollar bottle of wine is worth it why it's so important why it's so rare and expensive and i said that although i can appreciate food and drink connoisseurs who really know their stuff i could never be one because my palate's just not that sophisticated i'm i'm pretty plain i can tell you whether i like something and that's about all i can tell you so one of the new people i met that night said well you know if, if that's not really your thing what's your passion And I said, I'm sorry, what, my passion? Because I felt like that was kind of a strange question in that moment to ask. And, you know, I was kind of caught off guard because really the only answer I have for that is Jesus, right? And she said, yeah, what's your passion? What do you spend your money on? And I thought it was interesting how she phrased that, how she correlated whatever it was that was my passion really should be the thing that I'm financially invested in or the thing that I feel like is worth the cost. You know, you put in all these hours at work over the week or over the year or over the years right and you you know you get this money and it's like well you know how much you had to work to earn that money so what's actually worth spending that money on and for some people that bottle of wine that costs a month's worth of salary or a couple weeks worth of salary that's their passion they can really appreciate that and they think that's worth it The reason I was so intrigued by her question was because, you know, she made that correlation between your passion and your finances or let's say just generally spending. And it reminded me of a scripture we read in the Bible where it talks about storing up your treasures in heaven. In Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19, it says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, I'm sure that we've all heard sermons about this with respect to finances, money, because it totally makes sense, right? In most contexts, when we hear the word treasure, we probably think of money. We think of things like a, you know, treasure chest that's full of gold, something that someone has hidden or stored away because it's valuable, because it's precious. That's the takeaway here. When we talk about the treasures that we as people have to invest in something, you know, these are things that are of value to us. Sometimes they're things that are exhaustible even. You know, once they're gone, we don't have any more. I'm not going to try, well, I will. I'll try to pronounce the Greek word for treasure in this scripture. I believe it's thesauros. It's very similar to the Spanish tesoro, which means a treasure. And one of the translations of that is a precious deposit. When we hear about storing up treasures in heaven or storing up treasures on earth, I don't think it's incorrect to make the reference to finances, to money. 
but that's not really all it's talking about. If we look at what is actually valuable to us and what we can use to store up treasures in heaven, it goes beyond that. We're talking time, we're talking energy, we're talking effort. Those things are exhaustible. And if I have two hours free today to do whatever I want, doesn't matter what I do with that time. Once that time is over, it's over. I'm not going to get it back. That's pretty precious. That's not something that I can replace. There's no rewind button in life. We don't get that time back. Really what the scripture makes me think about is how I spend everything. I mean, what's worth my time? What's worth my effort? What's worth my finances? And when I figure out what that is, then I ask myself, why? Why do I determine that it's worth that? For example, if your passion is traveling and seeing the world, and you just spend oodles and oodles and oodles of time and money at the expense of being able to spend your time and money on other things, then you weigh that out, you balance that out, and you say, well, what, what am I living for? I mean, if I'm doing this just for my own personal pleasure, then I'm wondering whether I'm actually storing up any valuable treasure, anything that's going to last. But if you're doing it because you want to go to the ends of the earth to reach people who you wouldn't think you'd ever be able to reach for Christ, you know, because they're not geographically close to you and they're not people who are ever going to come to where you live. If you're doing it because you want to reach the corners of the earth for Christ and preach the gospel to lost people, then I would say that sounds like you're really spending that time, money, energy, effort wisely. It may not be a matter of what we're doing, but why we're doing it. And you know, this treasure doesn't have to be always big things. We might think of it as spending a ton of money on something. I'm going to think about this verse. But if it's a matter of spending three or four dollars on something, maybe this verse doesn't apply. Well, I think it does apply because we can do really small things that store up great eternal treasure. I'll give you an example. A friend of mine wanted to go help out at a at a soup kitchen that a church holds, but she's had some issues with with a surgery that hasn't gone well and you know she just physically couldn't go help out. Now she was she was really bummed about this. I didn't I mean I knew she was disappointed, but I found out today she was just really disappointed about not being able to go serve. Well, she had an opportunity to still feed someone who needed food. She was waiting in line at the bank waiting for the ATM in her car and waiting and waiting. And because of all that waiting, she happened to see a man who set up shop, I guess right there at the curb with a sign and he was asking for food. Now, if she hadn't been waiting and waiting and waiting there, she might've missed him. But when she saw him, she thought to herself, maybe God's giving me the opportunity to do on a smaller scale. So she's not at the church spending hours prepping and feeding 200 people. She is going to the corner store, spending a couple dollars and giving someone food in a moment, and that's it. So it might seem small. It might seem like something less significant. I feel like really what she did was she said yes to God. And that looks like a little, but that is a huge treasure in heaven. Just obedience to the prompting of God. Being able to feed someone the way Jesus fed people. It wasn't a miracle. She didn't call a bottle of Gatorade out of the sky. She went and purchased it. But I don't think it's any less valuable of an experience for the recipient of that drink or that food. 
It doesn't have to be tons of money and tons of time and tons of effort and energy. We have so much every day at our disposal that we can give. And sometimes we think we don't have a lot to give. But even if you don't have two pennies to rub together and your fridge is empty, you can still store up treasure by just loving somebody, by just giving them encouragement, by just sharing the gospel with them. I think that's the heart of this scripture. Everything that God gives us to be stewards of, which goes well beyond finances, those things. How are we using those things to store up treasure somewhere? We can use those things to store up treasure in a place that will one day be no more. Or we can use those things, those resources he's given us, to store up treasure in a place that will last eternally. That's the question. Father, you are the giver of all things. You are the Father who gives good gifts. Father, you are the provider. We are never without because you are always there. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Father, you entrust to us so many resources, time, money, everything, this whole life. Father, you entrust us with people, with valuable relationships, and we just ask for your guidance, God, so that we can be good stewards of all of those things, so that instead of focusing on building up treasures in this place, that we focus on building up treasures in your holy kingdom. Father, we thank you for everything that you give us. And we ask God that you make us more and more faithful every day in how we use the treasures you've given us. Father, we love you and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good day and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.